1: Everyone, to the Plaza Retail REIT 3rd Quarter 2021 Earnings Conference Call. At this time, all participants are in a listen-only mode. Following the presentation, we will conduct a question-and-answer session. Instructions will be provided at that time for you to queue up for questions. If anyone has difficulties hearing the conference, please press star zero for operator assistance at any time. And I would like to advise everyone that this conference call is being recorded. And now we'll turn the conference over to Kim Strange, Plaza's
2: General Counsel and Secretary. Please go ahead, Ms. Strange. Thank you, Operator. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us on our Q3 2021 results conference call. Before we begin today, we are legally obliged to advise you that, in talking about our financial and operating performance, and in responding to questions today, we may make forward-looking statements, including statements concerning PLAZA's objectives and strategies to achieve those objectives, as well as statements with respect to our plans, estimates and intentions, or concerning anticipated future events, results, circumstances, or performance which are not historical facts. These statements are based on our current expectations and assumptions and are subject to risks and uncertainties that could cause our actual results to differ materially from the conclusions in these forward-looking statements. Additional information on the risks that could impact our actual results and the expectations and assumptions we applied in making these forward-looking statements can be found in PLAZA's most recent Annual Information Form for the year ended December 31, 2020, and Management's discussion and analysis for the period ended September 30, 2021, which are available on our website at www.plaza.ca and on CEDAR at www.ca I will now turn the call over to Michael Zakuda, Plaza's President and CEO. Michael?
3: Thank you, Kim. We are very pleased with our solid Q3 results. Our portfolio, dominated by essential needs, value, and convenience retailers, continues to deliver solid results. Our operating environment has rebounded to pre-pandemic levels. We are very optimistic about our future, as leasing activity for new developments, redevelopments, and existing centers is strong, especially with essential needs and value retailers, as well as quick service restaurants. Year to date, we have leased over 935,000 square feet of space, 754,000 square feet of renewals, 106,000 square feet for new projects, and 75,000 square feet for backfilling of vacant space. Our current development and redevelopment projects are progressing well. Our development pipeline has grown largely due to new demand from our core retailers and the availability of redevelopment opportunities. Sales performance for the majority of our tenants is at or above pre-pandemic levels. The attrition of weaker retailers and the resulting decrease in occupancy that we experienced in 2020 and early 2021 is largely complete as we have moved back occupancy over 96%. We continue to finance our new projects and refinance our existing properties at historically low long-term interest rates. We are being opportunistic as we sell non-core assets at robust prices and recycle the sales proceeds into much higher yielding new projects. Our liquidity is stronger than ever. There is still instability in the market that we expect will be resolved over time. Namely, construction pricing is volatile and construction material delivery dates remain in flux, requiring us to carry higher than typical contingencies. Our retailers are challenged by staffing issues and product delivery that impact the timing of new store openings. There remains some travel hesitancy, which is delaying retailer site visits, therefore affecting the timing of some new deals. The market for essential needs assets is very tight, There is strong demand for this asset type, and prices are very high. We benefit from the ability to source and develop or redevelop essential need assets. In public markets, this makes us a rare species. Investors want to acquire and own essential needs assets, but very few can create this product. The only way to make superior returns is to create your product. Plaza has consistently demonstrated its ability to, to do so, as we develop or redevelop high quality essential needs assets across Atlantic Canada, Quebec and Ontario. We are very excited about the future of our business of developing, redeveloping and owning open air retail in primary and strong secondary markets. Our solid portfolio and growing pipeline supported by our entrepreneurial value add business strategy will continue to generate solid results and future growth. I will now turn the call over to Jim Drake Plaza CFO, Jim.
4: Thank you, Michael. Our operating environment has continued to improve. And although the pandemic may not be completely behind us yet, as Michael mentioned, we are effectively operating at pre-pandemic levels. Our rent collections remain one of the highest in the retail industry, at over 99% in Q3 and October to date. During the quarter, there were only nominal deferrals granted and we took a small $80,000 bad debt provision. Same Asset NOI is up 3.5% for the quarter and 2.1% year to date. Excluding the impact of lease buyouts, bad debt, and pandemic-related provisions, Same Asset NOI for the quarter would have been consistent with last year. FFO and AFFO per unit for the quarter, which benefited from growth from Same assets and Developments, Lower admin expenses and finance costs were $0.11 and $0.9.2 respectively, up 21% and 14% over last year. Year Year-to-date, excluding the impact of lease buyouts, bad debt and pandemic-related provisions, FFO and AFFO per unit were up 8% and 1% respectively over last year. And our payout ratios have improved significantly as well with year-to-date at 64% of FFO and 74% of the Our liquidity at quarter end totaled $57 million, including cash, operating line, and unused development and construction financing facilities. We are exiting the pandemic with liquidity stronger than ever. For long-term debt, we placed $41 million of mortgages year-to-date at a weighted average interest rate of 2.75%, and we continue to place debt at very attractive rates. At September 30th we had 16 million of long-term mortgages rolling for the remainder of the year and subsequent to quarter end we refinanced 14 million of those mortgages with the final two million underway. Under our development program during the quarter we advanced a number of our projects and started construction on a few redevelopments in Ontario and are also actively pursuing numerous other opportunities across our geography. On asset sales, we sold a few QSRs during the quarter, bringing our net proceeds year-to-date to 13 million. We are seeing very strong demand for our small, non-core assets at very attractive pricing. Our capital recycling program remains a very efficient source of equity, allowing us to reinvest the proceeds in new projects, which are generally grocery anchored strips, at very healthy spreads over the hurdle rates on sales. Finally, on fair value, we recorded a $16 million gain on investment properties during the quarter as a result of cap rate compression and appraisals obtained. Our weighted average cap rate is now 6.99%, which we believe remains conservative. As retail cap rates continue to stabilize, we anticipate further fair value appreciation going forward. Those are the key points relating to our results for the quarter. We will now open the lines for any questions. Operator?
1: Thank you, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, we will now conduct a question and answer session. If you have a question, please press star followed by one on your touch-tone phone. You will hear a three-tone prompt acknowledging your request. Your questions will be polled in the order they are received. And if you would like to decline from the polling process, please press the star followed by two. Please ensure that you lift the handset if you're using a speakerphone before pressing any keys. One moment, please, for your first question.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
1: And your first question is from Li Chen at IA Capital. Please go ahead.
3: Hi, good afternoon.
4: Good afternoon. Um, just a quick question. Uh for me, well, it's actually a 2 pronged question. So regarding acquisitions, um, it just looks like your, some of your peers might further dispose of retail assets. Uh, could this translate into acquisition opportunities for Plaza? And um, I was wondering if you can comment on any opportunities for you guys in regards to um, potential non-core retail assets that could come to the market subsequent to the commoner deal from one of the acquirers?
3: Okay. Uh, for the first part of the question... I believe that uh, yeah, there are opportunities uh, for us to acquire certain assets that um, are, you know, are part of some of the, the disposal campaigns of, uh, of larger inst- either REITs or institutions. So, yeah, we're, uh, we're on that. Um, you, you have to understand that we're more focused on value-add opportunities. So if it's polished, finish, finished product, we don't spend any time on it, that's not what we do. So if there's some, some vacancy and some other challenges or some opportunities to redevelop or, or add value, that's obviously of interest uh, to us. I don't see any opportunities uh, in the Combinar REIT portfolio. Um, there are some assets that will probably be sold, but I think some of the acquirers will, will look to do their own value add. I don't think, you know, we've looked at it carefully and I don't think that there are opportunities for us. That, that's our, that's our conclusion to date. But I guess we'll wait and see see how that trans, transaction un, unfolds, uh, you know, before before saying anything definitive.
1: Mm-hmm. That's great. Oh, uh, th- thank you so much. Uh,
4: that's it for me. He'll turn it back. Thanks.
1: Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. If there are any additional questions at this time, please press star followed by one. And also keep in mind if you're using a your speakerphone to please lift the handset before pressing any keys. And Mr. Zakuta, at this time there, oh, I'm sorry, we do have a question from Jenny Ma at BMO.
5: Please go ahead. Hi, good afternoon. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Uh, congrats, congrats on a strong quarter. I just have um, some quick questions on the uh, capital structure. You've got a couple of small mortgage bonds coming due shortly, and I'm just wondering if there's any view of, you know, just refinancing them with the uh, lower cost secured debt, or if there's a specific uh, reason why these pieces are structured as such.
3: So um, I'll take that. I'll Jim, uh, Jim, answer that. Yep. Yeah. Thank you,
4: Michael. Um, we, we've used those mortgage bonds in the past because, although the coupon may be slightly higher, Transaction costs are nominal uh, so the all- in cost for us is very similar to secured debt uh, we will do something on those uh, bonds that are coming up early next year um, whether we roll them or refinance them um, hopefully at a slightly lower rate but again the the all- in cost for us on those mortgage bonds is is very similar to secured debt
5: can you maybe expand on that just because I think the Delta looks on the surface to be quite wide so um... What am I missing in terms of understanding how that squares up?
4: We do the mortgage bonds interest only, so there's no principal pay down. So, a, from a cash okay. flow perspective, uh, the, the constant's actually lower than secured debt. And on closing costs, we're generally placing these ourselves. Uh, so, we have next to nothing for closing costs versus a conventional secured mortgage where you're spending a little bit of money on legals,
3: fees, for the lender, et cetera.
5: Okay, yeah. okay, gotcha.
3: And, and Jenny, there's like there's like a MEZ component in the mortgage bonds because we put them we can we can deploy them at 90% of, of of cost I think Jim, correct me if I if I you know if, I, if I'm wrong and so there's a mezzanine compo- component there so it's it's replacing equity for some redevelopment projects and then when the project is finished obviously we're we're, we're typically able to then finance at market value and then recycle that money and so sort of recycle that me, that mezzanine piece.
5: Okay. Okay, that makes a lot more sense now. That's that's definitely helpful. Um, and then maybe Jim, can you comment on what indicated uh, mortgage rates you're seeing in the market as of late? I mean, it sounds like the two seven five that you've gotten your data is quite attractive. But have you seen that move uh, quite a bit already recently?
4: It's moved a bit with bond yields. Obviously, um, we generally prefer longer term. Uh, always with a view of staggering our debt maturities and matching lease terms whenever possible. So we'll we'll generally err on the side of longer term. Uh, We're seeing rates in the low to mid, possibly high threes, depending on the product and depending on how long we go. Low
2: to
5: mid to high threes. Okay. Great. That's all for me. Thanks for that.
4: Thanks, Jenny.
5: Thank you. Once
1: again, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any additional questions, please press star followed by one on your touchdown phone. Mr. Zakuta, there are no further questions at this time, sir.
3: Well, thank you for joining us this afternoon, and thank you, operator.
1: Thank you, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, this does indeed conclude your conference call for today. Once again, thank you for attending. At this time, we ask that you please disconnect your lines. Thank you.